You're listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast, episode number one. Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the very first ever episode of the PassionateDJ.com podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we're going to take this first episode to just kind of give a basic idea of what the podcast is about, what the website is about, a little bit about what I'm about, and uh, just to give you a, a bit of an idea of what to expect from future podcasts. So just to jump right in, um, I'll introduce myself. I'm My name is David Michael. I'm a, a passionate DJ, obviously, from a small town in Midwest Ohio, and I also do some kind of small time promoting here and there, you know, various, basically anything that helps support my local music scene. And as I'm sure a lot of you are aware, especially in a small town, you know, people tend to, who are interested in the music scene, whether they're DJs or promoters or, or whatever, they, they tend to wear a lot of hats. Um, some of it out of necessity and some of it just uh, because they want to. And uh, both of those descriptions fit me pretty well. Um, I really like to support local music and especially dance music and, and, you know, on the deeper side of dance music is what I'm into, deep house and and, um, loungy music and some chill out um, and some some dancier stuff as well. I like to play in nightclubs, but I also like to play more laid-back gigs and things like that. Um, but as far as the website as a whole goes, uh, we like to try to cover all the bases. So it's it's for any kind of DJ. That includes, you know, club DJs, resident DJs, um, you know, their mobile DJs who play weddings and corporate events and things like that, uh, radio DJs, um, you know, internet radio DJs, or basically anything where somebody plays pre-recorded music to an audience, uh, in my book, is a DJ. So they all count, and a lot of us cross over between them. So um, hopefully, you know, there's a little something for everybody here. I've been DJing for eight or nine years as of this first episode, so I haven't been doing it as long as some of my companions have you know there's a lot of people who have been in this for 20 25 years that you know I'm friends with and that might apply to you and so I you know I don't mean to claim any kind of authority <laughs> based on how long I've been playing but I do have a lot of history with music in general and um, I'm very passionate about what I do and what I play and how I play it and I felt like I had a lot to say about it so uh, we started the website back in February. It's July of 2013, currently, as I'm recording this. But the website itself started back in, in February, and it's going really well. Um, I've had a lot of people coming, visiting the site, sending me uh, emails, writing me, thanking me for my content and for helping them out. And all I can say is um, thank you right back. I mean, you guys have been awesome, and you know that's that's why I do this, so that I can... You know, we can help each other out and talk about this this stuff that we love so much. So I appreciate you guys. And so, but yeah, I, you know, like I said, I like to play uh, a lot of Deep House or anything that's kind of groovy, uh, maybe a little bit of funk, but, 
you know, not not too in your face. That's kind of my style. Though I do like to give a few nods to hip hop every now and then because I I have a huge uh, passion for hip hop as well. I just don't play uh, hip hop out too often, but I like to sneak in little bits here and there. Maybe I'll throw in some classic bits or you know just give some some nods. So, um, but other than that, I like to play some music that makes people shuffle their feet and and tap and and nod their head a little bit. So. But yeah, I had a, had a lot to say, and um, so we that brings us to here. So what you can expect from future podcasts, obviously this podcast is a little bit different than hopefully the future ones that, that will follow it, because, you know, I wanted to just have something to start with to, you know, explain what it's about. So you'll be able to find, you know, kind of exclusive tips and stories that won't be posted on the blog other than, you know, announcing the podcast itself. So I want to give you a reason to listen to the podcast and not just repeat everything that I post. So I have planned for bringing some uh, people in to interview. Um, I've already got an interview or two lined up. So, you know, and it won't always be, you know, necessarily like famous people or, you know, well-established DJs. Um, Basically, I'm interested in talking about or with, you know, anyone who has something important to say or anybody who's really passionate about their craft. And, you know, if I feel like it's valuable to to you or me or both, um, then I'm interested in having them on. So that and it won't necessarily be exclusively DJs. Um, I might, I'm, I'll be interviewing uh, promoters. Um, you know, designers, any anything that's kind of related to the DJ niche as a whole. Um, you know, because as we mentioned earlier, we all tend to wear a lot of hats, especially if you're involved in in a kind of music scene. So you know, it I I, I think it's relevant to to all of us to to kind of blur those lines a little bit and, and talk about producing and promoting and you know, management and how to put mixes together and how to mix and, and all that stuff. So, you know, and all kinds of DJs, you know, regardless of genre or whether you have a regular residency or you just do the occasional guest gig or if you just hang out in your bedroom and like making mixtapes, you know, whatever's for you, um, I'm hoping to have something for everybody. So my kind of personal philosophies and the philosophies behind the the content of the website and this podcast, you'll notice if you've read any of my posts before that I mention the phrase providing value. I say that a lot, and I'm really big on that. I, I think that a lot of DJs really get caught up in trying to perfect their own sound or trying to follow trends or, you know, whatever it is. It's easy to get caught up in that stuff, but I think sometimes it's more important to think about how you're providing value to your audience, to the person that hired you, the promoter or the manager or whoever, or the bride and groom, you know, whatever your situation is. Um, How can you make yourself valuable to them? And now that doesn't mean that I think you have to have no say on the music you play or how you do it or anything like that. I just think that you know, if you're not providing value to somebody, um, what's the point? So, you know, we are playing to an audience typically, and I think that there are ways that you can provide value as a DJ, you know, outside of the way that you handle transitions. You know, it's not just about how you mix from one track to another. 
It's, um, you know, how are you supporting the night as a whole? How are you, uh, are you making people dance? Are you making people happy? Um, and are you happy yourself? I mean, that's just as important because if you're not happy yourself, you're going to get burnt out and you're not going to be interested in doing it. Um, and, you know, some DJs are, are in it um, for the money. They're business people and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you just have to be, you know, very honest with yourself about why you're in this, you know, what the purpose behind it is. Are you, you know, trying to make money? Are you trying to just, do you have it in you and you need to get it out? Are you trying to support a local music scene? You know, whatever your purpose is in this whole DJ thing, um, acknowledge it. And I think that that is a key to happiness as a DJ. And, you know, the thing about it is anybody can be a DJ, uh, especially in this day and age. It's it's not hard to be a DJ. And I know that might seem a little uh, harsh or controversial, but if you think about it, you know, like we said earlier, a DJ is just somebody who plays pre-recorded music to an audience as a very basic definition. Now, obviously, there are some amazing DJs out there who do some amazing things and you know but I'm just talking about semantics here as a definition if you're playing you know if you're standing in front of 200 people and you're pressing play and changing tracks on an iPod you're technically a DJ at least by the definition that we use however it's just because it's easy to be a DJ doesn't mean it's easy to be a good DJ and you know it's it's one of those things where people, you know, especially DJs, when you're, you know, the, the theme of the site is, is passionate DJs. Um, and, you know, we're all about trying to become better DJs through passion and purpose. And that, that's another phrase that I, I repeat on the site. We tend to, when we have that kind of passion for something, get caught up in details or get caught up in theories or ideas about how we personally like to DJ or think that things should be run. And I think some of those details are kind of irrelevant and not everybody likes that, but you know as as far as, you know, what format people plays on, you know, there's always the this vinyl DJ versus CD DJ versus laptop DJ versus whatever and and then Serato DJs versus tractor DJs and people who use DJ controllers and, you know, people who use sync and people who don't. It's just, it gets crazy. And, you know, the the thing at the end of the day that that truly matters is is the output and the show that you put on and the value that you provide. And however, you know, it makes sense for you to do that is the way that you should do it. We like to cover all kinds of DJs, whether they're, you know, whether they play CDs or in the box and tractor or vinyl. You know, personally, I... I play on all those formats. Just uh, I just like playing on all of them and and changing it up every now and then. I think that vinyl it can be more fun and more rewarding, but it has obvious downsides as far as you know this day and age. Not everybody has a pair of Technics in the club or whatever. You know, there's obvious advantages to being a digital DJ, and I think that the things that make a good DJ have never changed, even though DJing has changed a lot. You know, even in the past two or three years, it's changed a lot. But what makes somebody a good DJ was never the the basic mundane skills of DJing. You know, as far as beat matching, gain control, and that sort of thing. Yeah, those things are important, but I don't think that's what makes somebody a good DJ. Because you can teach skills, those kind of, 
you know, basic skills to anybody. What makes you a good DJ is playing the right tracks at the right time, knowing how to read the crowd, those kind of psychological aspects, you know, being very aware of your environment, um, showing a sense of restraint when it's necessary, knowing when to bring energy up or down, you know, all those kind of things are, are much more important than than how you make that happen, you know, as far as hardware goes. So you won't see a lot of, you know, bias one way or the other as far as that goes, because I play on all those formats, and I have friends that play on various formats, and I have a lot of friends that are biased to one format or another, but I don't think that that's truly important. I think that there are more important things to focus on when you're trying to be a good DJ. You know, 20 years ago, when the only way you could do it was to have a pair of turntables and a mixer, what separated good DJs from bad DJs was still those psychological aspects, and that hasn't changed. And I think it's important for us to remember that. The other really important thing that we talk about a lot is uh, playing the right gigs in the first place. I think that is critical not only to the uh, audience, but to yourself and your own well-being and happiness as a DJ. I think one of the things that people really have trouble with is they, uh, especially when they're first starting out, you know, they get into this because they want to perform and they want to play out, and, and that's understandable, but that doesn't mean you take every gig that comes your way and try to force your own style on them, or uh, try to force their style on yourself, you know, and it's important to, you know, I, I had to learn this the hard way, I'll, I'll say that. Many years ago when I first started playing, I scored a gig at a kind of top 40 hip-hop um, place, but I didn't feel like playing that. I felt like playing house music, and I did, and I'm sure I'm not the only only person <laughs> listening to this who has run into this situation. It obviously didn't go well. Uh, you know, the crowd, you know, it was largely regulars who expected, you know, a particular kind of sound from the venue, and I wasn't delivering it, and people got angry, and then I had to change it up and try to, you know, throw in stuff that I could make it work, and it was just a disaster. And I came to realize that the the better way to approach that, if I don't want to play a certain kind of music, is to not play venues or events where that kind of music is expected. And I, I don't know why so many DJs, including myself, have trouble realizing that initially, but um, it's crucial. And you know, you might say, well, there's nowhere that around here that plays the kind of music that I'm interested in. Well, that may be true, but you're, you might also not really be paying enough attention. You might be, like I was, kind of trying to cram your idea of, you know, nightlife in your town or whatever into this one box. And just the three or four spots that maybe you frequent or are aware of, that doesn't mean that there's no need for DJs anywhere. And it's, it's kind of funny. Um, when I started allowing myself to be a little more versatile and playing kind of more unusual gigs I'd never really thought about, I, as it turns out, two of my favorite gigs that I play currently are, aren't even in nightclubs. So one of them's at a salon, a hair salon, and one of them is a, is at a, a trendy kind of uh, consignment shop and art gallery, and you know, I and when I first started getting into this, I would I would have never even thought to look there, 
but over time, you know, I've come to find out that those kind of gigs are really way more fulfilling for me because people don't have any kind of preconceived notions when they show up to something like that or when they show up to, you know, a street fair or something that's not, you know, a regular established club where they've had the same DJ playing for two years and they play a certain kind of music, you know, I get to surprise people and I come to find out that people appreciate it so much more when I play those kind of weird off-the-wall gigs. And that doesn't mean that I don't get people dancing. Uh, a lot of times it's easier to to get people to dance when you kind of catch them off guard like that. And I just love that. I love those psychological mind game kind of parts of DJing. I think that's just so fun and cool to watch people, you know, show up somewhere and have this kind of cool music playing and people start nodding their head and tapping their feet and they go, "Wow, I didn't I didn't even know I was going to have this awesome time tonight." And I think that's, you know, we as DJs tend to lose focus of that. It's, you know, it's not how can I how can I play this awesome set? you should be thinking, how can I make this night awesome for people? And when you do that, that will reflect back in your music, and you'll play stuff that's appropriate at appropriate times. You know, think of the night or the event as a whole. And I think that'll put you on a much better path towards happiness as a DJ. And when, you know, when you're happy, you're more likely to have a happy crowd, and vice versa. Um, and in fact... Back in March, I made a post about this. Um, it was called Five Tips for DJ Happiness. And if we can just go over those real quick. The first one was uh, to remember that it's it's all about the music. Music is what keeps me excited about DJing. I love music and sharing it, and I love making a connection to others through music. And it, ironically, this is a, a big part of why uh, a lot of DJs lose interest in DJing. Music changes with time and you know genres change and a lot of times when this happens the DJ just throws her hands up and say oh well, this isn't this isn't what I got into this for you know what is this what, these darn kids get off my lawn um, but I don't I don't buy that excuse especially in this day and age if you can't find music that you like and like to share with people you're doing it wrong you need to stop caring caring about when a song was released, what genre it's been labeled, or what style it is, and, and focus on finding music that's good and relevant. And, you know, in this day and age, it's you can do that now more than you ever could. There's so much music out there. The problem is that the signal-to-noise ratio has changed. Um, there's so much music, so it's hard to find the good stuff. But that's your, that's your job as a DJ uh, is to act as a curator for this stuff. So uh, you know, remember it's about the music. Uh, my second tip was play for you too. I th I believe that DJing is a service, um, but I I think that it's important for it to be fulfilling uh, for you and your audience. Um, if you if you want to be of any value, you can't ignore your crowd. But if you want to remain happy as as a DJ and keep interested in it, you are going to want to play music that moves you. So that's where the uh, finding the right gigs in the first place, that's where that comes in. The third tip was to put together a mix that's just for you. Uh, I, a lot of times when I'm putting together a new mix, I, I always think of it as my latest demo or my you know my latest promo mix. 
but try putting together a mix uh, just for you of stuff that you like. Take all your favorite tracks and put them together into a mix and make it work. Or maybe you want to do a concept mix. Maybe you're a, a hip-hop DJ, but you're like, man, I just want to see what it would be like if I put together a trance mix or if I put together a dubstep mix or, or whatever. So that's the third tip. The fourth tip was to buy less music and buy better music. Um, that's just a quality over quantity thing. If you're looking through your music collection and you're scrolling past tracks all the time and never playing them and you do that for five years, maybe it's time to take those tracks out of your crate so that you're guaranteed to only play awesome stuff. You know, having a selection of music that is awesome is way more fun than having, you know, a million tracks on your hard drive that you don't play or in your crate or in your CD wallet. Um, and the fifth tip was to change it up. Uh, if it's normal for you to kind of be standing behind the decks and being bored and staring out into the dance floor, maybe it's time for you to change things up. And that could be, you know, maybe you just need to explore new genres or, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I like playing on different platforms. You know, maybe try vinyl for a while or try, you know, try a different DJ controller, try a different software, change it up. Um, it could be as simple as that or it could be completely reinventing yourself as a DJ. And I've probably done that three or four times. You know, when I first got into this, I was playing way different music and had way different approaches than I do now. Some of that came with experience and some of that just chain, you know, came with change of taste or whatever. Pursue different venues or events, um, maybe start a new series of, of mixes. I mean, which whatever keeps it fresh for you is whatever keeps you happy will keep your crowd happy and vice versa as long as you are in the right place for your sound so uh, those are basically my philosophies you know pl uh, provide value be a good dj you know don't just dj because you can dj because you want to and do it right um you know it's it's easy to scrape by because of the the gap uh, skill gap has kind of been closed by technology and the accessibility of music and all that sort of thing. It's still important to be a good DJ. Um, media formats really don't matter. It's more important than ever to be good at what you do. There are you know, plenty of ways that you can provide value as a DJ outside of the way you handle transitioning between tracks. Play the right gigs, and if sometimes if you can't find the right gig... You have to make the gig, uh, whether that's starting a new night somewhere or thinking outside of the box. Maybe it's not nightclubs you should target. Maybe it's uh, this lounge down the street, or maybe it's this trendy hair salon, or maybe it's you know this every you know Friday, first Friday of the month. Maybe your town does a like my town does first Fridays, and you know they kind of have uh, a little street fair thing. Think outside of the box on that stuff and and forge your own path so that you can play the type of music that you want to instead of having to alter your style or try to convince other people to like it. It's all about playing appropriately to, to the gig that you've got. Be versatile. Be honest with yourself um, as far as what type of gigs you want, what you want to do as a DJ, and why you do it. And just use your heart. And I think that if you use your heart and you follow your heart to where it takes you, I think that you'll be much happier as a DJ. So those are, like I said, those are my philosophies, um, and those philosophies will reflect a lot through the website and the podcast. 
So that pretty much wraps it up for episode one. Uh, it's a little shorter than it will normally be, but just wanted to give a brief introduction to the podcast and talk a little bit about the site, the philosophies behind the site and the podcast, and just give a little bit about myself and how I think, my thoughts towards DJing. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, the URL for the blog is passionatedj.com. You can also reach me at Twitter. It's at DJ with Passion. Passionate DJ was taken, unfortunately. You can also reach me on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash passionate DJ. And uh, going to be starting a YouTube channel here pretty soon, so keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for some great interviews, new content, new ultimate guides, which are basically just kind of like uber mega posts that... Uh, extensively cover one particular topic um, and just lots of great stuff coming down the road thank you guys so much and take care thanks for listening to the passionate dj podcast at www.passionatedj.com check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionate dj or on twitter at dj with passion and always remember to keep on spinning